Hey everyone, welcome back to Living Beyond Sunday, a podcast where we talk about the day-to-day Christian life. My name is Jonathan Sams, and I'm back here with Pastor Mike. Pastor Mike, we put out a poll on Instagram, and thankfully we got some questions. So I'm going to read it straight up and let you answer it. Here's a question. How do we navigate forgiving someone but not wanting a continued relationship with them? Great question. I think I would say this initially that has really been helpful um, as I've thought through this in the past is reconciliation doesn't mean proximity. Reconciliation and proximity are not the same thing. I also think we've got to understand what reconciliation is. It means that I harbor no bitterness toward you anymore. I have no issue with you anymore. It doesn't mean I'm now best friends again. It doesn't mean that we've got to live together as roommates. It doesn't mean that we've got to hang out every Friday. It means I no longer hold any resentment toward you or any bitterness toward you. So you can have that with somebody and not have proximity. Nowhere in Scripture does it command proximity to be a part of uh, reconciliation. So let's unpack that real quick. So I'm sure we've all been there with conflict with other individuals. And as a Christian, you want to forgive them. But we feel like as Christians, we're also called to reconcile with people. So how do we measure if we've truly forgiven them? And then how do we measure whether or not like we should pursue reconciliation? Yeah, I think you check your heart. Like what is your, when, when you think about that person, when you hear that person's name, uh, when you see that person, what do you feel toward them? Because if you feel bitterness, if you feel resentment, then you've not fully forgiven them. That's good. Because our model for forgiveness is Christ. He forgave us and he holds nothing against us. There is no wrongdoing that he's held against us whatsoever. No matter how many wrongdoings we do the rest of our life in Christ, he doesn't hold those things against us. He said those things were nailed to the cross when I died for them. I paid for them, right? So the same is true for us. So Christ's forgiveness to us means Christ's forgiveness through us, which means we've got to come to a place where we harbor no ill will and we have uh, no bitterness in our hearts toward that individual when they're spoken about, when they're seen, or when they're interacted with. Yeah, it reminds me of like... You've heard the term that pastors have used, hurt people, hurt people. Right. But in, like in this case, forgiven people, forgive people. No question. And I think that's that's helpful. So when, when we talk about reconciliation, though, like I think the church at large has spoken about reconciliation between individuals as, hey, we, we always need to reconcile. But that may be true. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. But also, what, is that, what does that look like? Because I think I, for a long time, I had thought reconciliation means like we're besties again or like right. we're, we're back to where we were previously. Right. And that's not the case. And that's not what scripture paints for us. And I think it's helpful to understand that because otherwise we feel pressured to be in a specific relationship. Um, and a lot of times that may not even be safe, right? Like if somebody, um, you know, harms your your kids or hurts your, your wife, you know, you can, for, if they come to you and ask for forgiveness, you can forgive them and you can forgive them if they don't. But it doesn't mean that the next night you're having to invite them over because at some point too, there's also a safety element, particularly if they hurt somebody in your family physically or emotionally, or there's abuse involved or whatever. I mean, you, 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 you want to value safety. And that's one of the ways you love your family well is making sure that they're safe. And again, nobody's saying reconciliation doesn't mean compromise your safety in order to, to, to force some sort of relationship. It's saying that you hold no ill will or no bitterness toward that specific person. And, and again, practically, when you say, like, what does that look like? I think it does most of the time, not always, but most of the time involve a conversation to where you're able to say those things. Hey, I want you to know that I forgive you. And I think it can happen in a couple of ways. One, um, they don't even have to ask for forgiveness for you to forgive them. And I think the call as a Christian is um, that that 
is our posture is that we forgive even if we're not asked for hey man i'm sorry you know whatever the same is true with christ with us right like if if you forget to ask for forgiveness for a sin or or you don't ask for forgiveness from a sin it's not like jesus going well mm, didn't pay for that one sorry i'm letting it slide through right you know he forgives us no matter what unconditionally i think so we should be ready to offer that um, the other ways if somebody does ask and you say you know i'm really sorry and um, and I think in those moments, if you're not ready to forgive, say that. Be honest. Hey, I, I, I need to process through this. I really want to forgive you. I've got to process through some hurt and some pain on my end. I need some space. I need some time. You know, that kind of thing. The other is, um, you know, if if you never have a conversation with them or you never see them again, you can, you can extend that. Um, I think ideally, again, most times it should involve a conversation, but it doesn't always have to involve that. Okay. What about, so what if you are, you were the hurt party and you, you've forgiven the person and you no longer want a relationship with them, but that person is coming to you saying, Hey, like I thought we were good. I thought you forgave me. Like, why aren't we back to normal? How would, how would, how would you navigate that? Yeah. I think this is where boundaries is important and just letting people know your boundaries of saying, Hey, listen, I forgive you and I hold nothing against you. Uh, I, I, you know, I genuinely uh, don't wish any ill will toward you, have no harm. Um, I honestly just out of preference don't really want to pursue any more of a relationship with you. Um, not because, again, I don't, I'm not angry at you. I just, for the sake of my safety and even maybe potentially something that could trigger in me toward bit, that could cause bitterness toward you, uh, I just don't, I don't want that. We, we have the ability to um, have preference in the friends that we spend all of our time with. We don't have the uh, the preference to love them. We're called to love everybody. But when we're talking about like BFF and, and friendships, you have the ability to say, you know what? This person's my best friend. This person's not my best friend. You can love. Again, you can still love, but not be a best friend. And I think somehow in the church, we've, we've boiled this down to like reconciliation is, I'm back exactly where I was, and we're best friends, and man, we're just doing our thing, and and that's just not the the case. In fact, I would say a great example of this is um, Paul and Barnabas and their disagreement about whether or not Mark should come with them, and Paul's like, absolutely not, and Barnabas is like, no, I want, and they they have a strong words back and forth. They part ways, and we don't we don't know what becomes of it, you know. Now we we it seems based on the scripture because Mark jo- joins him later that hey they might have worked some things out. Uh, but there was no sin involved. They just didn't agree, and so they they parted ways. And so um, I think we got to be mindful of that too. That even if if something like that disagreement can allow them to to be removed from proximity, then it's also okay in a situation you can show forgiveness and not necessarily be in proximity. Yeah. Okay. So what? That, that's good. And that's with the situation where you are the you are the hurt party, but and you've forgiven them, and but you don't want a relationship, and but they're coming to you saying, "Hey, I want to be back to normal." Let's flip it and say, "Okay, what about a situation?" where you are maybe also the hurt party you have forgiven and they don't want to like you feel guilty because they don't want a relationship with you or vice versa because i think a lot of times in hopefully i'm being clear the way that christianity has church at large has portrayed this reconciliation piece is that hey you need to forgive and reconcile but the problem is reconciliation takes two parties and so christians i've heard of people feeling guilty because they've had conflict where they feel like they need to forgive someone, but to forgive them, they need to reconcile. So they're feeling guilty when the other party doesn't want to reconcile. So how should we approach that? Yeah, I think too, a good way to think about reconciliation, you know, as you're talking through that as well, to, to maybe change terminology that'd be helpful. And yeah. in Ephesians two, when ta- Paul talks about the dividing wall of hostility, that's been broken down through Christ. So between the Jew and the Gentile, the, the racism that was there, uh, the, the just so many different gaps culturally that were there politically, all that, what he says is that Jesus made peace with them. And so at the core of reconciliation is peace between parties. 
not best friends, not, you know, whatever. So I think what we've got to understand is if, you know, man, we feel pressure, we want this relationship back. Again, be clear in what you desire. I mean, approach the person and say, hey, I know that I hurt you and, and I recognize, um, you know, maybe this changes the dynamic of our relationship because, if you know, if trust was broken in that or safety was broken in that, it does, it changes the dynamic of, of the relationship. The, the, the dynamics of the relationship can be changed, but there can still be peace between you two where there's no anger, hostility, animosity, whatever. And so I do think we've got to be, we've got to be okay with that. And again, if you, if you really do want the, the restoration of how things were, then I think you've got to pursue that person very intentionally and make your intentions very clear that, hey, look, I just want you to know, like, I really want this one day and I want to know what you need from me in order to, can I build trust back? Um, hey, can I, can I, how do I do some, how do I make sure you're, you feel safe, you know, emotionally or physically or what, what does that look like? And then ultimately being okay if, if that doesn't happen. Because again, you don't, you don't have to have that in order to, to fl- thrive or, or flourish. It's not a command to have that. It's, it is a commodity and it's a good commodity to have those kind of relationships, but it's not a command to have that kind of relationship. Yeah, that's really good. And that brings up a, a, a passage that I think would be helpful because you, you, you just brought up the idea where Paul writes in Ephesians about living like peace with everyone. And I think it's helpful to reference Romans 12 16 through 18 and paul says live in harmony with one another do not be proud instead associate with the humble do not be wise in your own estimation do not repay anyone evil for evil give careful thought to do what is honorable in everyone's eyes if possible as far as it depends on you live at peace with everyone and so there is this piece there that it seems like paul is saying that you can only control yourself Right. And you can control if you forgive someone, you really can't control if they're going to reconcile with you, right? Right. And both in Ephesians and there in Romans 12, the, the call is peace, not BFF, not best friends, not back to exactly how things were. It's there's no longer hostility, anger, animosity. That's the goal behind reconciliation. And if you have further desires, you've got to make those clear and try to pursue that. Yeah, that's good. And so you would say like within, so if you were counseling people in here at Image Church and say there was conflict between members the goal would be that like you could exist in the same place. You could have conversations. You just may not be best friends or you may not be choosing to hang out during the week. I would say maybe um, there's been situations where it actually hasn't been safe for people to exist in the okay. safe, yeah, same yeah, place uh, based on the, the degree of, of what happened. And this is based off of uh, counseling incidents, right? Where um, a party has felt physically and emotionally, even spiritually unsafe and so the answer wasn't proximity. Um, it was actually like separating from proximity. And I think it's important to know that, again, the goal is peace between parties, not not proximity. And so there may be a case, especially if there's any kind of, and I'll be clear on this, like any kind of sexual abuse, um, chances are that it will not be safe to be near that person. Right. And yet you could still forgive that person of that horrific wrong that's been done to you. And not be anywhere near that person. Because again, the goal is peace. Like, I hold nothing against you anymore. I'm trying to be to you what Christ has been to me. I want to forgive you. Um, at the same time, it's not safe to be in the, sa- in the same place. No, that's really good and something that I wasn't even thinking about. But yeah, definitely understand that. When it comes to f- forgiving someone internally versus this idea, what would you use as a better term than reconciliation? Because we've alluded to the kind of, once again, it's a term that is often misdefined. How would you best give a, a definition of how we should gauge forgive, forgiveness versus reconciliation? Well, I think reconciliation involves forgiveness. And I think both those terms kind of get thrown around separately. And it's right. like in order to reconcile, you have to 
forgive because reconciliation at its term, at its core, is to make right. Like we've been reconciled to God through Christ. We've been made right to God through Christ. And so when you make something right, it means that somebody's coming in saying, I've sinned against you, or I've wronged you, I've hurt you, and I'm sorry. And the other party says, I forgive you. And so I think if we can understand that forgiveness and reconciliation don't stand at odds or against or are not separate, they, they function together. So in order to reconcile, there has to be forgiveness. And when there's forgiveness, there doesn't have to be proximity, but there needs to be peace. And so I think that's kind of the way that that flows and can be really helpful if we frame it that way. That's really good. And I think uh, just as a last piece here, how should we measure peace? If, if, if peace is what we're going for here, how sh- how can we measure if that is truly where we're at? Well, I think it goes back to what I said earlier. If you hear the person's name, um, if you um, may just have a, a consistent kind of beating drum in your head of anger, animosity toward that person, um, I think that's a, a, a good barometer, a good litmus test. Uh, again, I want to be careful because I think different situations are different. I think if you've been hurt bad enough, particularly if it's sexual abuse or, or physical abuse, um, in, in other other ways, uh, even spiritual abuse or, or emotional abuse, like right, like the, the that person can be triggering for you and all that you've gone through. So I want to be mindful of that. I, I do think it's hard to navigate. Like, what does that piece look like? Yeah, and this um, isn't an exhaustive. No, podcast. it's it's not exhaustive, but I do think that. Um, so case by case is how I would kind of say it. I would want to have a specific conversation with that p- specific person. I think peace can be like being able to move on for some. And if they've been really, really hurt, the ability to move on yeah. and let go of that is peace. I think for other people, it's able to be in proximity. For other people, it's able to have a conversation or their name come up and it not uh, bring up emotion. So I, I do think it's case by case. I think for some though, and again, the party that's been hurt severely bad, uh, I think the ability to walk away from that uh, potentially never seeing that person again, never encountering, never talking about outside of a, maybe a counseling relationship, that also is an element of, of peace because that hostility is no longer there. So I do think it's a little bit case by case uh, and, and to the degree of the hurt, but I think that's that's a fair enough way to say that. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you answering this question. I'm sure we love taking uh, listener questions like you have said before. And so if you have any other questions, please look out for our next post on Image Church's Instagram for questions or send us an email Pastor Mike at imageatl.com. We'd love to answer those questions. Hey, one more thing before you go, uh, give us a like or and a follow on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, whatever you're listening to, and share this with a friend if this is helpful. Go back, listen to some of our previous episodes. We appreciate, we put these out as a resource for you. And so we hope that these are helpful in your walk with Christ every day. And with that, we'll talk to you next week. Look for it every Friday and we'll talk to you all then.